0: Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast. (laughs) A lounge-like, pub-style drinking show. You okay, Paul?
1: What are you talking like? A lounge-like, pub-style drinking show. Yeah, yeah.
0: Find a coffee chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Today's episode is all about our guest. He is the September Artist Feature, a new monthly project Paul and I are doing here on the All Walks of Art, where we put our focus on getting some video, audio, and photography of our featured creative guest. Notice I didn't say special guest. Did you? Did you? I d- I, didn't I knew you'd make fun of that. Anyway, without further ado, allow me to introduce my buddy, my pal... Paul, Ramy. What's
1: up, Mike? We're on location. We're we are on location.
0: It's this is fun? We got we got some uh, good drink. We got good people. We got a wonderful guard dog. Nobody's gonna come in here. And
1: we got dog hair on us too. It's yeah, great.
0: I love dog hair. Why do you hate dogs so much, Paul? They're just very annoying. I, a cockser,
1: I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like dogs. I just I just don't. I I like some dogs.
0: Okay, well, let's move on. Not dog let's hair. Let's move on. So as we're sitting back, thinking about what to do. Uh, we asked our friend Chris what he might like to drink for this show. And when he said, Lagavulin, I knew this was going to be a good episode. I mean, how can you go wrong with somebody who says Lagavulin is a good alcohol to have? You so, can. So let me, without further ado on this, welcome to the show, Chris Crabtree. Thank you. How
2: Thanks are for having it? me.
0: It's good to be here. Yeah,
2: it's good to be here. Thank you. I'm good. No complaints. Awesome.
0: He's welcomed us into his home, believe it or not. I don't know why, but. Uh,
1: you know, we're so going. he didn't have to leave it, yeah, right? That's why he <laughs>
2: well, you know, I like having guests over, so yeah,
0: it's fine. It's fun. So, we're in the living room, we're we're having a good time. We're uh, we got a little bit of gear set up. Paul always gives me a look like, Why, why, why can't we just do this another way?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, hey, it is, it's your thing, man. So,
0: <laughs> well, we got to have video, we got to have you know, it's the whole nine. do hours. we? Do yeah, we yeah, we do, we do. So let's talk about the
1: booze. Is that what we're doing? Yeah,
0: that's what we're doing. Cause I'm going to pick mine up.
1: All right.
0: <clears throat> so, uh, have you ever had like a Paul? I don't.
1: I don't believe I have. No, no, I don't believe so. Don't so, puke on my. Unless couch. you have gave it to me before. Have you gave me this? Before? I
0: haven't. I don't think we've ever had it. This is the 16 year old. Now it's from uh, a region. It's a region of Scotland called Islay, right? It's an island. Um, kind of. It's on the west coast. Of Scotland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, between, the right between there and Ireland. And um, I'd say probably if I had to take a gander at this, probably halfway, probably about where the Midlands and the Highlands meet. It's probably about oh, the and there's right. latitude wise, you know. So it's got a nice peaty flavor. Peaty, huh? Peaty. It's got full of <sighs> peat smokiness. Smoky. Good, good.
1: All right, let's try this. It's I'm sure I'll give, a give it a shot. Volva, right? <laughs> Whatever
0: you want to call it. <laughs> I like how it smells burnt. That's uh, the beatiness. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah.
1: I like that a lot. Well, go ahead. Uh, let's drink it. Yeah,
0: go ahead. No, I was going to explain to Chris, this is kind of the fun part of the whole show, because.
1: Uh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs>
3: Man,
0: I
1: like that burntness. That Everything bur- bur- else. You like that bur- burntness?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I do. not burntness.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good.
0: it if you want to add some drambuie to it, that'll really sweeten it up. Take a little bit of the,
1: well, yeah,
0: take a little bit of the edge off right. of it.
2: You're going to have a rusty nail. is now what you're going yeah, to have? Yeah, good old straight up how
0: nail.
3: Many drops of the, how many drops of Don't today? put as
0: much as I did in there. Just kind of give it the thing. So, Chris, how uh, when when you mentioned Lagavulin, was that because you knew something about us, or you really do love it?
2: I knew you were a Scotch beer guy. I'd seen the photo that you'd done with the cigar and the bottle. Um, I knew you had it. A friend, Paul and I have a mutual friend, Donnie Phillips, is the one who's like, here, try this. You're either going to love or hate it. Yeah. And the first time I had it, I was like, sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And then it stuck with me for... <laughs> <laughs> it's still <booze>. It's <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, it stuck with me for like a half an hour. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that stuff's crazy. And everybody asked me, like, well, what's it taste like? Like a piece of firewood that's been on fire. Yeah. They're like, yeah. that sounds appetizing. Right. I'm like, oh, it's excellent. Is it expensive? For uh, a 16-year? No. No. Man, I, I like... A- It's it's about $100 now. It's Mm just higher, but that's for a 16 year old scotch.
0: Yeah. So you'd have to go, like with a bourbon, you'd have to go probably about nine, 10 years to get the
1: same age. Why can't it just? Because I really like this burntness. Is there anything else got that kind of a. No,
0: that's the beauty of scotch.
1: I've had scotch before, but never been this burnt.
0: Well, some of it is the region. You know, Mm -hmm. we've had like the, the Viking honor that I buy. That we normally have on the show whenever we do this sort of thing. It's uh it's from the Orkney Islands. It's up in the north. So it's got a little bit of a different um characteristic because
1: of where it's Man, aged. I really I really like that. I just hate everything else about it.
0: Yeah, it, it'll grow on you. So on. I mean, I didn't really want to turn this into an educational show about Legavulin. <laughs> well, you brought it up.
2: <laughs> when I when I went and bought the bottle I had. They actually had Bruglotti and I couldn't oh, believe they really? had a bottled Bruglotti in there. And they had, let's see, a couple. They had another Highland Park. They had their Viking, mm-hmm. which is really good. Mm-hmm. And then they had another one. I can't remember. But similar scotches are going to be Lafrag and mm-hmm. um, Ardbeg. Mm-hmm. Don't get the wee beastie. Unless you like your scotch to finish like a raw hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I've it, not had it yet. It, some people like it. It just it's only a five year. It yeah. needs to go back in the barrel and sleep for a lot longer than five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I no, got I got a new friend.
0: So the uh, the the silent partner on the show today. Kylo, is that right? Mm-hmm. Kylo. Good old Siberian husky. Kind of excited. We might get him to howl later. I don't know. You like scotch? <laughs> no. Come on. So, Chris, tell us um, this. This ep- I should probably say to the, to the people listening, you're a guitar player. Yes. You've been playing for how many years now?
2: 30-something. Yeah. I started when I was 17. I'm wow. 50 now.
0: So. Are you 50? Seven, yeah. 17, really? Yeah. A lot of folks, they start when they're, you know, like 12, 13, 14, and stuff like that. What made you pick up the guitar?
2: Um. <sighs> High school at the time, uh, some friends were playing music. At the time, we had, like, this thing called a senior assembly, and some of the kids get together and form a band. And I was like, that looks really fucking cool and fun. Yeah. I want a guitar. So Dave Crusan was the drummer. kid. He had an old um, Sears and Robot Bucks-type guitar, built-in speaker, really horrible not even close to a Bigsby tremolo. You know, it had like a thing with a spring in it. Yeah. When you turn the volume all the way up, you get got distortion out of that little speaker. And uh, I got bit by it. I-, I went from the typical teenager going out doing stuff to all I-, I-, I played guitar constantly. That's all I do. So um, once I did it, I was just hooked. That's awesome. <laughs> What Paul? What? Oh, because I can just think. Like, I'm just imagine you editing this. Oh, I don't even cussing, care cussing about I the dog. The dog playing with a goddamn ball. I, I,
0: I don't. I love that. I, you know, I really do miss. You know, the 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 claws on the hardwood floors, right? um
2: he wants us to play ball with him it's yeah
0: what he wants. <laughs> right he's like what's all this going on you should be playing we've never had good lighting in here like full this. disclosure <laughs> full
1: disclosure chris and i have played music off and on for a better part of 30 years together yep. so hmm.
0: so um i didn't know that actually
2: cheap guitar cheap little one by something amp cheap distortion pedal i mean just cheap as cheap sound awful that's what i start with and you know Graduated high school, got a job, but I think everybody had the Series 10 guitars at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, got my first crate, one by 12 combo, um, pissing my mother off. <laughs> and uh, I just stuck with it. And I can remember, well, the, the first time, by this point, I had graduated and bought my first Charvel. And I remember. Mom was rare to give compliments about music. Turn that shit down. Turn that down. Well, she didn't say shit, but she right. said, turn that down. Turn it down. And I had the, the headstock up against the wall. And as you know, when you do that, it resonates throughout everything. And I was playing, actually, Silent Lucidity by Queens Queensryche. <laughs> I was okay. playing it. Yeah. She comes in. She goes, is that you playing? I was like, yeah. She's like, you're actually getting pretty good at that. So it was a nice compliment from <laughs> nice. my mom. But, yeah, I, I was bit, met, met some uh mutual friends between Paul and I. We did our first band called Lich. Um uh, we were a bunch right. of Dungeons and Dragons nerds, so yeah, yes, yeah. that's where I was from. And uh Millennia at that time was a completely different band. Um and then as with all good things that must come to an end, our drummer Todd Alley got a job. It just couldn't we couldn't do it. And right. then Millennia had a guitar player leave and they asked me to join and I spent the the 90s you know, playing music we played everywhere um the northeastern part of america we right. played it and every shithole in ohio that we could find we played that and
0: that was a tough time i mean that was honestly the i think the 90s were a tough time for the style of music we like man mm-hmm. i don't you know? i
1: don't really think so it was the dawn of uh the internet yeah. We were able to make contacts all over the country and play yeah. places that we never could have without that. And and
0: dude, I started playing country because I could make money. Every time I wanted well, to play metal
1: or rock, it was like there's it went, nowhere. doing It wasn't about it. the money though, but I mean, we it, were it's able always to go, about the money, we, Paul. We were able to go places and, and play <laughs> original music, original yeah. metal for people yeah. all over. And I mean, it was it was a beautiful thing. I think it was you don't a, think it
0: was a dark time though, not at all, because it, it's like the music. Um, not for
2: us, it wasn't. You don't think so? I mean. We made, I made, I've got lifelong friends from that. Really? Maybe, maybe genre wise, because you were starting to see the evolution of heavy metal music going on at the time you started getting corn, which was changing the scene. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you had Nirvana, which killed everybody at the time. But you started seeing all these other sub genres of heavy metal music. I was about. I got
0: to be honest, I was probably a little more shallow on my. my choices of music back in those days. I was you know, as well. I, I didn't know a lot, right? You know, just what you hear on the radio was pretty much it. I didn't own a lot. You know, as, you know, we, we always say go buy, we talk about this on the show a lot, you need to go buy your music and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. when when you're young, you don't have a lot of money and stuff. It's it's easier just to download it and all this other stuff. Napster was probably, what, 1997, maybe?
1: It I don't was, know. Around there, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know I got into some things but you know i i just i think my shallow knowledge of music just really kind of had me going well what happened to all the bands i like you know and it, it, the 90s just felt like a dark time for me well
1: chris kind of touched on it it's like when 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 our bands were playing together and then when we started playing in a band together mm-hmm. um the columbus scene was you know very vibrant had a lot of different bands and a lot of different things but Ever? but by and large a lot of the bands you played with no. sound like Pantera. That was like kind of the 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 thing. And then mm-hmm. as as time went on and things evolved around us, bands started sounding more like Corn. It was kind of interesting, but there was always a place to play. There was always a place for original original heavy metal. And yeah. at that time, there was you could throw a rock and hit ten bars that would would have a show and every weekend. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. great every weekend. It yeah. was great. It really was a great time. Now, if you were trying to make if you were trying to make a lot of money and you were trying to do this or that, it, you yeah. know, maybe not so much. Or if you were just trying to be in a rock cover band, I uh, get that. Maybe not. Yeah. But, but we were just—we play anywhere. We'd play with a lot of bands that were heavier than us too. Yeah. We'd play a lot of death metal bands and stuff. We right. were back then. We were always the lightest band on the bill nine times out of ten.
2: A lot of times, yeah.
1: Um, but it, it was great. I mean, people would come out out and support you, and it, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Pe- people were interested in seeing bands that. Other than three bands that sound exactly alike, so right, it was all, right? It was really cool. It was now, it was this, a great time to be part of it.
0: I guess the best part about it was the the hair rock kind of started going away.
2: Mm-hmm. Things,
0: that, you know, it was it, the, the 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 typical.
2: They were in their lull. They were in their yeah, valley at the yeah. time, and you know, just yeah. Everybody that was a fan, of course, was jumped on the next bandwagon. Yeah. But, you know, fast forward to 2022, and you see yeah. just how the longevity of those bands as well. Yeah.
0: I really liked uh, Lane Lane Stiley's voice mm-hmm. and um, the stuff that they were all doing up there from Seattle. And and you mentioned Queenswreck. I was really I was a heavy Queensrÿch fan for the longest time. And they were a little different. I mean, it was it was hard to put together a band that played a lot of their music because it was just technical at the time mm-hmm. and and all that. But that makes me think your your influences as a guitar player. I mean, it's like who who really drove the Early on, like the first days, like when you were really getting into
2: it. Um, this will maybe you find this funny. Before I started playing guitar, this is about '87. This is when Girls, Girls, Girls came out, mm-hmm. the White Snake self-titled mm-hmm. album with Here I Go Again, what well, not. Um, at the time, maybe not getting it, but later just realizing that John Sykes' guitar sound on that album was inspiration, really, yeah. because that that was fantastic i'd sit around my little drawing tube playing air guitar left-handed oddly <laughs> enough i play air guitar left-handed great but um <laughs> that was one i think about that a lot because that was my first real exposure to like awesome guitar sound not necessarily the play going I because it still wasn't it would be a few more years before i realized like, god damn man this guy's shredding yeah but going in back way back so to give you some idea i'll try and make this concise my parents did not listen to Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, or anything. I grew up on Neil Diamond, Dan, Dan Fogelberg, a lot of surf music. That's wow. what they listened yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I had a cousin who bought a lot of different music, and I heard Quiet Riot, Metal mental Health. Mm-hmm. And I never heard anything like right. that. You know, this is 85. So I'm like, holy cow, what is yeah. this? And then you had Def Leppard, Pyromania. It's like, oh my God, what is yeah. this? Flash forward a few more years, 86. I hear Peace Sells for the first time. Right. I hear Metallica for the first time, and I was like, "What the fuck is right. this stuff?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all I could do. Where I,
0: it, did this come from? There yeah. was that, and it was like
2: almost scary because it was so yeah. foreign. I'm yeah, like, yeah. "What is this?" I didn't really get into it at the time. You know, Peace Cells and Master Puppets are out. I've heard it. And I'm like, "God, this is crazy." So again, fast forward a little bit, meet some friends. Master of Puppets is a big deal. They love this, and I'm hearing it more and more and more, and I'm getting into it more and more and more. Yeah. So, again, influences-wise. Um, of course, Kirk Hammett. Yeah. I love just the fact. Um,
0: so you, you flew, I mean, based on what you were just telling, it sounded like you just flew right over, like, literally flew right over, like, uh, oh, just, just the, like, Tony Iommi and, I, and everything that they were doing. With I, I, Black Sabbath and everything, I
2: can't listen to that stuff. Really, I don't. It's the recordings of that era. Yeah, I can't stand the sound of the recordings. The guitar, no kidding, I hate the guitar tone. <laughs> really, I cannot. I can't. T- this tolerate hurts it. me. So. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> not, not. Those are great songs. Yeah, like yeah. If you, to give you, an I, example, I'm with
0: you on that. It, there's there's a there's a time for it. I mean, it's like.
2: Yeah.
1: it's For you, it sounds dated.
2: It sounds dated. Yes. If you listen to Black Sabbath today, playing through modern equipment... Yes, it sounds so good. It sounds like a new band. Yeah, it does. It's That, to me, just shows innovation right there. 50 years later, and it still sounds like something new. But yeah, Yeah. I was more Led Zeppelin, actually. I liked Zeppelin. Really? I listened to them more. I I really never heard much about Black Sabbath. I saw the video for Paranoid on MTV and didn't really get into it at all. But a lot of that... 70s stuff yeah. I don't like so then Def Leppard did that, that oh yeah thank you oh, Okay, I like Def Leppard yeah. a lot
1: it's funny he asked me you know what, what if I knew what any of your influences were and I, I really you know, as long as we, we played together it's it, the only person I could really think of that I knew you was really into early on was Petrucci, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really think of anybody else so um, it's a kind of interesting question too about the mm-hmm. the whole uh, piece cells because I mean that was such a pivotal that was a pivotal record for me too
2: i it, mean it, it's weird to explain the influence like the big four all them guys yeah that was my influence of like i'm definitely gonna like speed metal i can remember like off south of heaven i completely skipped rain and blood i went to south of heaven right ghosts of war on that is one of my favorites yes. not so not so well heard of or whatnot yeah. if you will it's such an
0: underrated album altogether.
2: And then you had Injustice for All come out. And at the time, hearing it, not realizing there's no bass, trying to figure out why does this album sound like shit, but these songs are so good. Right. Um, Influenced wise. Like Chris Oliva from Sabotage oh, yeah, was a big one. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Steve Vai. Once you hear Passion and Warfare, it, it's it's more of a... I don't want to sound like these guys, but they're introducing me to what a, yeah, things I can yeah. play and what can play. be done. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the way to do it, and that's what it was doing for me. Um, who else? So there's those couple, um, dime bag, yeah, just, yeah, a showman.
0: yeah. Honestly, in the '90s, that's the thing I was getting at with the '90s. That it, Pantera really carried the torch yes, for all did. the things that we enjoy. It, it you know? changed
1: the whole. It changed everything. It Pantera did. changed everything, man. Yeah. It really did, and I, I don't think i don't think it's talked about enough um i don't you know we're all influenced by metallica and that was such a big pivotal band for all of us but man you could see it just like just even in our scene you could just see the influence that that pantera had on everything and everyone and it's uh i i just i don't think there's a way to to uh overrate their contribution to to uh to local scenes all over the world you know yeah
0: yeah it's 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 quite amazing because the the sound was very raw even for the time um i mean but still technical
1: like they're one of those bands that they're 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 deceptively technical i mean the drumming and and the um uh the guitar playing i mean it's 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 raw but yet clean mm-hmm. and it's technical and there's all this other stuff going on yeah. and even though I'm not like a big big Rex fan but that it was really interesting like a lot of stuff that that he and Vinny would do underneath the guitar yeah. solos and and change little things and i mean it was a it was a big influence on me and, and all of us yeah. at the time just just the way they worked and and i mean this guy you know the drumming. I mean, he's as good as anybody that's ever done it. Oh yeah, but you I don't. You his, don't really think of, right. of them as virtuosos, but they no, were. No,
0: no, and the, uh, Vin, Vinny's drumming was just to me as a drummer was. Just he was really in the pocket all the time. He was just really. He did play for the song, but he also gave the audience what
1: they wanted. If that makes any sense. And he could play some wild-ass shit that yeah. was like you had yeah. to try to figure out. And yeah. and even Phil, on those first two records especially, I mean, this guy was doing things vocally that, that no one had ever done before. Right, He's doing highs, he's doing lows, he's screaming. I right. mean, he launched an entire vocal style right. on his own, right. I think. Mm-hmm. And then he started sucking. Yeah. But that's the difference. Yeah.
2: All right, mike where was we before so, you uh we're talking about dead air mike uh, we talking about pantera really really dead air paul um <laughs> i don't shut the fuck up so <laughs> we were talking about influences yeah,
0: yeah i i i a lot of the guys i was playing with in the 90s they were heavily influenced by stevie ray vaughn yeah i lost you i think you went back off there you go. Why'd you turn that off?
2: Because I, I, I was trying to move oh. the microphone yeah. and I pulled it out and then I turned it off. He, he said he pulled it out. <laughs> <I> wasn't going
0: <laughs> to go there. <laughs> it wasn't that was funny. I hate both of you. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. Fuck
1: you. What was you going to ask? I got something to ask. I'm curious.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say. Um, yeah, I lost my train. I thought
3: there was saying- a.
0: So, a lot of guys I was playing with back in the, in the 90s, they were heavily influenced by stevie ray vaughn did that that kind of blues get into your system at all
2: i was too much of a metalhead to appreciate yeah. it um years later i realized how fucking hard that stuff is to play yeah and you know shuffle blues is its own beast i, I can't do it I, one of my first guitar teachers was a shuffle blues player really and he he would shuffle blues chad atkins finger finger picking he would just shred that style of music it was just crazy to watch him play yeah and he's where I learned started my theory learning how to build chords and all that way back in the day awesome but the uh, Stevie Ray was something else you know it's again years later go back and find out just how good this guy was yeah and now appreciate it but at the time it just wasn't my thing
0: yeah you were gonna say something Paul so
1: (laughs) yeah do you like that do you like your whiskey? I I'm not gonna drink anymore. I know you'll drink it, but uh it's yeah, I, will. I, I like the burntness. <laughs> the burntness. The burntness. Smokiness.
2: That's awesome. So you know,
1: you consider yourself you're a guitar player, but you're a songwriter as well and, and you uh, you do home recording, do different things. So yeah. you think about all the different projects you've been involved in, all the different songs you've been involved in. Is there anything that jumps out at you that you feel is like the the, the pinnacle of of your artistic expression is there anything that you've done so far that that or out of the things that you've done what do you think has been the thing that you can hang your hat on and be like man this is where i was in the zone i was part of this. this this is my best writing or this was my best solo this was my best riff oh it's millennia
2: days you know that but what
1: what what in there i mean is what there songs in there yeah um, is there something is there something jumps out of you as your as your favorite Man, this is man. This is where it all came together for me as an artist.
2: I was still pretty young as a guitar player then. I mean, we're talking. I've got eight, nine years, maybe ten years at this point. I've been playing guitar, so I'm still fairly young. But like, solos and spam was one because it fit the song really well. Um, that was that was good. Um, I can remember us doing the bloody gutter slut thing. <laughs> and Ryan brought me in there to do a solo and I remember watching in the in the booth I'm in the recording room I'm in the he's in the booth he's getting frustrated with me because <laughs> I just can't I, I, I'm not good on the fly doing this stuff and he's just like
1: you're not an improv guy you ain't never been an improv guy but I can
2: remember he, I'm like roll it again and I'm, out, I'm like fuck it it's like the Kirk Hammett <laughs> moment in Unforgiven right. and, and I just fucking grab back door and I do that and I see his head pop up and he's like and I pulled something off and I'm like Fuck yeah, let me do it again. No, one take. Just, oh, yeah. You would let me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of that I, was that's one that I remember that stands out.
0: I love the studio experience. I just love it. There's yeah. for me, it's it's not quite as fun as being live, but there's just something. It about can the be
1: Sometimes it it can come real close. It's yeah. like you're it's it's like you're competing against yourself and you're trying yeah. to you you're seeing what and there's so much room for for happy accidents to happen and for songs to take on life that yeah that they didn't mean to or or it, it can just be one little vocal thing or one extra guitar thing or god damn what what if i do this clean guitar part in the background i never would have thought of that yeah. it's it's fucking awesome man yeah it's
0: like having a brush you know you just you start adding colors and you start doing things and you change the whole image
1: mm-hmm.
0: quickly just by tossing these other things in there and i that's what i love about music you know a lot of folks ask me you know what's what's the differences between your painting and your music and as a drummer you know we're a lot of times we're in the background we're just there keeping the beat we're we're giving the the song a rhythm and and we're we're just you're there to support doing, the musicians exactly and and i've always wanted to play guitar always and i've picked one up a couple of times and was like i ah, nah. then i picked up the bass realized how much easier it was so right oh yeah <laughs> But anyway, no, I... I
1: Bass is easy to pick up. It's just hard to match. It's hard
0: to play. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: right. Don't, that don't let string. the number is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which actually makes me think about a story. We were maybe mentioning it a little bit here before. I don't know if we talked about it online or not, but um, you you saw my post on Facebook about Nikki Six. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a story floating around, and I don't know how true it is, and you mentioned... Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot was the the Mental Health album was probably or Metal Health album was probably one of my forays into rock. Not I mean,
2: Michael Jackson Thriller out of number one spot. Y- yes, absolutely. <laughs> Coincidentally,
1: it was my first album I ever bought that wasn't the Chipmunks' record Thriller. Same here. Really, it was yep. one
2: of the first rock albums I ever yeah, bought. And we're
0: old fuckers too. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of saying something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I sat there and I thought you know and then I learned about Randy Rhodes and I mean I don't I don't think any guitar player who's listening to this episode. Uh, doesn't know who Randy Rhodes is, and it just it it struck me funny that there's a story going around about Nikki Six not being able to tune his own bass guitar mm-hmm. when he went to try out for Quiet Riot. Oh, yep. is that the story you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's and in, it, I
2: just saw that recently in the right in the in the documentary about it because the original bassist, him and Randy, were c- close friends. Mm-hmm. But he became an alcoholic. And he just wasn't doing his thing, and they were like, well, he had to go, no. mm-hmm. Nikki had tried out he was still very young did now play yeah, yeah randy didn't want to teach him but blah 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 and then enter rudy sarzo he comes in and yeah. starts playing bass at the time that's a really yeah. good pretty good documentary it is a very good documentary. it's funny
1: because uh in the heroin diaries by Nikki six uh they talked to um was it rick nielsen from cheap trick and Anytime he gets a chance to slag Nikki's bass playing, he does. It's, it's funny, <laughs> Bill, but I didn't know that. he also he says one of the quotes in there I always think about. He says Nikki's um, Nikki's best bass lines is when he's not playing. <laughs> 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 but I th- I think the guy's I think the guy's a bit underrated, and he's a hell of a songwriter. I hate Motley Crue for the most part, but See, I, mean, I don't I don't songwriter. think he's
0: underrated. I think he's been given a lot of props for. I mean,
1: nobody gives him any props as a bass player. No, he's never. He's, no one. No one ever he's says Nicky Nikki Six is their favorite bass player. No one's ever said that.
2: Same way, with Gene Simmons. Right. Yeah.
1: No, but he's Gene Simmons has inspired more people to play bass than any other bass player on the planet. Nicky's a
2: songwriter first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. He's an excellent songwriter. Bass playing is just—it's you got to right. do it to get the job done. Exactly. I'm, I would say even he. Even he would probably say, I'm just there to hold the groove or whatever. I I mean, I I would never
0: slight the man for uh, his accomplishments and success. And and in fact, I would think if anybody's listening to the show who is just getting started, this is a testament to the fact that you don't have to be the technically greatest guitar player of any kind. You know, you can if you write good songs, you got a good hook and (laughs) and you can play and all that. I mean, it's you're going to be all right.
2: You saying that makes me think of one of them little videos. Some jazz drummer. He's like, "Okay, this is how you play in 16/9." <laughs> Fuck nine. you. 4/4 four yeah. four. chicks cannot shake their ass to 16/9. <laughs> yeah, I see that. That's a good one. It's <laughs> funny. Enter. What motherfucker needs to be playing
0: in 16/9? <laughs> Enter the ocean. Oh my god. All the girls keep falling over when they get to that, that uh. seven count.
3: It's
2: yeah. just, <laughs> let's face it. Four Four ACDC has inspired more people <laughs> right, than right. anything else. It's fun to be able to play Inve. It's fun if you can pull that stuff. Yeah, off. yeah. But most of the people, unless they're musicians, are kind of just like, oh, right. What's this you guy gotta,
1: yeah. You gotta cross. You gotta got to kind of straddle the line between doing cool shit and yep. doing shit that people want to hear and it's gonna, you know, fill the dance floor, or, right. or make you bob your head or. Yep and end of the day it it really doesn't matter to the gear you use i know that's hard for you to to, no 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 it's it's the truth it is the truth it's about your content and it's about what you have to say and um i've said it a million times on the show i mean you know kurt cobank barely tuned his guitar and he wasn't using high-end equipment but he had something to say and he wrote songs that that strung his guitar with piano strings
0: yeah did he really i didn't know
2: that He strung it with piano strings
1: so you like to, you know, you're into woodworking and you 3D printing and stuff like that. Do you find that it's uh, kind of massages the same creative bone as playing guitar or playing live? Do, do, is there any parallels with that with you? Or
2: um, My interest in woodworking started with me wanting to build guitars. Um, so... I'm trying to think. It, it Yes and no. Um, that's kind of a different thing. You're still creating, uh, but it's different. I mean, woodworking is tangible. You hold it. Music, I've got hard drives with tons of stuff. No one's ever heard before. It's not so, I, I don't know really how to explain it different than that. Like, like woodworking is different because it's tangible. You can see it. People can see it and go, can you make that for me? And I can do it. My The music is more personal. I don't feel very comfortable sharing it. it mm-hmm. It's a different creative bug. It's a personal bug that gets um, satisfied, if you will. Um, so I've got hard drive songs. You know, I went back recently. You know, I finally upgraded my version of Pro Tools and was like, okay, that's, I got stuff from 2014. I'm going through and I'm like... That yeah, sucks. No wonder I didn't go back to it. That sucks. <laughs> and then there's like, everyone, like, grabbing the guitar. I'm like, what am I doing there? You know, going back and I'm listening to it. I got, like, a little simple riff here. I've got some strange harmony back here. I'm trying to remember how to play my own song is what I'm trying to do. Um,
1: You've but- been writing a lot and recording a lot at home, but you haven't played out live in, in a while. You got hopped up on stage at MG Flash a couple times. Uh, yeah. But I guess what I'm asking, you know, when, when you're creating some of this um, – some of this woodworking things or or you're you're building something does it scratch the same itch at all oh no
2: you- i mean nah playing live is playing god for a minute you know there's no other yeah i'm not tooting my own horn we've played some in millennia we did some pretty big shows yep. we played to some pretty big crowds and pretty cool to just lift your hand up and the crowd obeys you know yep. they do what they want yeah you can't Anybody it's intoxicating. It into, really is. It's intoxicating, and you, you can't help but get an ego. I, I, I was—I was an egomaniac on that stage. I was like, "Fuck you! It's my stage. Exactly. You guys stay over there. Don't come around me. Leave me alone." Yeah. Like Fuck Alice off.
1: Cooper said, "You—you you, if you don't become someone else when you're up there, then you have no business being up yeah. there." Exactly. And then
2: come off the stage. I just kind of want to go hide. I—I right. I couldn't handle compliments at that time for some reason. Yeah. I just—I felt like I was a mediocre. I really felt like I was the world's most mediocre guitar player and i've got so many people they're just like god damn dude yeah and i just didn't feel
0: it and you know <laughs> to me that's where the artist shines because and, and a lot of folks don't grasp that ego it's just that we we you know whether you're showing a painting or you're you're doing your artwork uh on stage it, it really doesn't matter that's your ego coming out if it wasn't for the ego you wouldn't be there
3: yeah
0: you know and it's it's a it's a a yin and a yang so to speak because you do have to reel it in at, at times but i guess what i'm trying to say is i i really think as artists though that's that's what people are paying to see mm-hmm. they're paying to see that that persona on stage <laughs> like lemmy you said know?
2: they paid to see a rock star not that's a right exactly
0: <laughs> you know, exactly you gotta give them a show and, it just, is, it's, and
2: a, it's hard sometimes yeah. one thing's paul would always push us to do you know it don't matter if it's five people or 500 you gotta give a show to somebody and yep. it's Sometimes it's really hard to do. Right. You may not be into it that night. You'd be like, God damn it. You know, it's no a drug. Friday
1: night, and your job sucked, and your girlfriend's been a fucking you yeah, know, pain in your ass. and, <laughs> you, and, haven't, and yeah. well, you haven't yeah.
2: slept. Right. That's one thing for me. It was like at the time, you know, Millennia was a full-time band. Mm-hmm. I had a full-time job. I worked every weekend. So from Friday night till Sunday night, there might have been four hours of sleep. between there so i was exhausted yeah somebody
1: else took the time to drive that bar uh and pay their five dollars to to try to escape their fucking mundane life and and they're giving you the opportunity to do what you love i mean how in the fuck do you not try to give your all for that you know you're lucky to be up there i mean we've all been in, in groups and they ended and and that's gone and if you don't appreciate that while you're doing it then then you don't deserve to be up there. You don't deserve right. to to, yeah. to to get to play the gift of music yeah. for yourself, much less anyone else.
2: You gotta give a hundred percent every time. If you drove five hours or twelve hours, you, it's harder and fuck to do. I seen you know,
1: Ice Earth do that at Chelsea's, and that changed my life. You know, third that yeah. they were playing for thirty people, and here they were playing stadiums and in, right. in Europe. And you would have never known it. And I I remember I came back to practice. And I'm like, man, that just it changed my whole mm-hmm. outlook on Friday gigs because you know we would Absolutely. just go up there and go through the motions and yep. it was just like a paid practice and it's like man that that's that's a fucking that's a, a disservice to yourself and to your art and to the people that that bothered to come out those five people they didn't it's not their fault that 10 people didn't come out or 100 people didn't. they come out to see you and they want to forget it's up to you to to forget all that and do the best that you can right. at all times and Mm-hmm. It was, really did. It changed. It changed my life. Well, that was the
0: thing with Crowbot when we went to see them so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Paul. Are we gonna
1: go see them in two weeks. They're playing the the uh, King of Clubs with. uh like the torch. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I
0: might. I might see if I can do that. Now that I have a. I'm not still not allowed to say anything about my new position if I got it or not because it's not been announced. But I did get the job. So if anybody's listening to the show, I did get the job. You got a I was new position,
1: doggy style.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what they tell me. It's doggy style. But yeah, we uh, we went to see Crowbot. I was there photographing, and you were there with a buddy. And uh, we we got up there, and that was the thing that I loved about them that it was such a small turnout, even for the venue we were at. It was just like, where is everybody? And and I know it's
1: like fifty people there, maybe. Yeah, I
0: mean, we've all we've all had bands that played up there that probably had more people than they did, and. Brandon and the band basically gave them everything. Yeah. I mean, there was no difference. Mm
1: -hmm. I stood there. I didn't look at my phone one time, and I I stood right in the pit area looking up and thinking, this must have been what it was like to see Led Zeppelin a year before they broke. I mean, it was just – it was unbelievable. It was still one of the greatest live shows I've ever seen that wasn't Iron Maiden. Yeah. I mean, because they didn't really have a show except for what they were doing on stage and the energy and – and the interplay between yep. brandon and bishop but yep. um it was fucking incredible Yep,
2: it was as good as Marilyn manson at newport
1: oh it's it was right up there but mm-hmm. but you that's, know manson little, did that yeah. with a packed crowd and and that was a that was a religious experience honestly mm-hmm. and uh i seen uh primus that the weekend after i think there was like a five-day window where i seen like all these great bands back in 96 95 it was it was in that but uh it, it was right up there and that was without that was without any kind of theatrics i mean it was just it was the greatest non-theatrical band i had ever seen in my life
0: it was just pure rock and roll yeah yeah it it, it was it really was it was a they were probably one of the most energetic bands that i've yeah played that close to or uh i was doing photography at the time and 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 photographing
1: Pulling them. And it, stick just, out.
0: it was it was a tough it was, honestly it was a tough place to shoot. Right. Uh the Al Rosa Villa was always a really hard place to shoot photos because then they never put a barrier up ever. So there wasn't like a a, a crowd barrier between you and the stage. They and, used
2: to. For a very short period of time there was one. Right.
0: And it was just it as a photographer you're 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 fighting your way to the front, you know, with your gear and you're taking a picture and you know, you want to get stuff, and you have want I to find ever those. Have I any of
1: those pictures? I don't remember I've ever seen any of those.
0: Uh, I think we only published in the magazine. We only published about ten of them. So, no, you probably haven't. I'll just, have I'll have to send you a couple. I can do that. Yeah, I like. I to have see. the copyright.
1: I, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to what happened to the brothers, too. You know, I need to look that. Yeah, up.
0: Yeah, I'm not real sure what. All I mean, there was. Maybe creative differences or or just schedules and life.
1: They got a bit of a stage show now too. When I saw them at uh, um, last month, two months ago, whatnot at Scully's, they got they got the dragon they bring out. It's it's fucking so stupid. It's great. (laughs) It's awesome, awesome, man. It's just it is awesome. They don't take themselves serious. No, no,
0: musicians should never take themselves serious. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. We're we're artists. We're there to we're there to create something and we're there to, to just move people and, and express, right?
2: Yeah, you can't if if you're in a band called the Dan haters, you can't take yourself seriously. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't.
0: <clears throat> Fucking dress wearing woman you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I wanna do something. Oh, Chris is pulling his dick out. Oh no, 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 no. I'm walking in front of the camera. That's all right. No. paul the not like this
1: nice. Yeah, so he's, he's left. He's left. He is Elvis has left the building.
0: He's gone. He's left the building. Dead air Chris. Dead air Chris. We can cut it all out. <laughs> yeah, you need to try that with ice because right,
1: well, there's I like the
0: I, burntness. I need Are to we s- back to this? I need to yeah, because we're gonna finish properly. You need to learn how to drink, Paul. There's there's no wrong now. There's people might be listening. I don't know. Who want to argue the fact that you know dr- a scotch can only be drank, you know, neat or whatever, but on the rocks is fine, with brandies fine. You could put, uh, make it a rusty nail on the rocks, or you can make a straight up nail. There's, there's, wh- however you Makes like to drink her, you know, uh, you know,
1: what you, you like mm-hmm. it. I do like, I like the burntness of it, man. I like Smokiness. it. Smokiness, yeah. It's burntness to me. I can <laughs> say what well, this. This is, I'm the co-host of this fucking podcast. I can say whatever <laughs> fuck I want.
2: Uh. Mm. It's better with ice, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, its yeah. We're gonna ruin you. <laughs> He's already ruined. You're not yeah. the one that gets these fucking videos at two in the morning. <laughs> Every now and then. Wow. I'm thinking I gotta get
1: some ice cream, make my my peanut butter and uh yeah. my peanut butter drink. Yeah. I got some uh brown sugar and uh, cinnamon uh bourbon cream oh yeah add to it too nice a banana nice ain't gonna fall for no banana in the tailpipe. yeah
0: so Chris these these episodes that this all started from the idea that uh i I missed I haven't have an, have an itched to scratch I want to get out there and I want to talk to people about their work and the things they do and it, it was just kind of like what what if what if two or three artists walk into a bar and they talk shop and that's kind of the premise of the show and um like one of the things i like to ask whenever we sit down with somebody new on the show um what's the one thing you would never eat again
2: one thing i would never eat or need eat eat yes fucking chickpeas man they're goddamn Chick- disgusting <laughs> that's what they are <laughs>
0: What has a chickpea ever done
2: <laughs> hummus always, sandy oh yeah <laughs> it's
0: oh god yes Chick- you know, hummus is, was a chickpea. And, yeah, it's oh. like, it's like, it's like armpit in a, in a uh, bowl. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I will give I, you that.
2: I went back and tried liver and onions as an adult. As a kid, I wouldn't eat it. As an adult, I won't eat it, but I tried again. Had chickpeas <laughs> once. I ain't went back since. I ain't going back since. <laughs> I
1: never eat liver again. Fuck that. I hate it so and much. Uh,
2: yeah. Fucking, uh, people are like, oh, hummus problem. is so good. I'm like, you can get the same thing out of a bag of sand. It tastes just as good. Fucking exactly. <laughs> exactly. disgusting. Fucking disgusting.
0: You got me wondering though if I eat liver, will it help mine? Because no. I I could use more liver. It tastes awful. Awesome. That works. <laughs> <laughs> Not I've good. never no. had it. Never. Not had it. Good. So, no.
2: I so. I would maybe go back and have avocado. But oh, I love avocado. Paul. I ain't gonna eat no fucking chickpea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have any, Paul? You have anything you want to add to the show? You want to finish up and uh, just throw something out there and throw me under the bus like you do as he as he takes a sip from his drink and gives me that look, nothing at all. He's got nothing.
1: No, that's not, you big know. Big baby Jesus <laughs> texted me. I thought we were, I thought we were, yeah, pour one out for Ryan Coyier. Uh, pour one out for BB, BBJ. <laughs> big black Jesus. <laughs> oh
0: my God, um, we're gonna, I'm going to get you guys canceled. No, 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 awful. we're we're fine. We we put the big that, E that, on there. That's something I do, I bring yeah, up, yeah, yeah. I'm like,
2: Metallica's newfound fame from stranger things. Yeah. Right. Craziness. And then the cancel culture wanted to cancel them because (laughs) they find photos back in the 90s of just doing stupid shit. Right. It's just it's stupid. I wonder you know it's funny I've wondered about that because that's like in the year and a half
1: of Life of Metallica, there's a there's one of the scenes and they're talking and Cliff uses the F-word. And I don't mean fuck. (laughs) And back when we were all kids and everything, Like going out for a smoke. I think you're yes. talking about yeah. Cliff, Mall, aren't yeah, you? Cliff Mall. Yeah, Cliff Mall. You said a year and a half. Oh, not Regard, yeah, Regard, yeah, Regard, Cliff Mall. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm surprised that somebody hasn't dug that up and tried to make. Well, they will now, room. Paul. Okay. No, but <laughs> it's
2: so foolish. You, you I was
1: called that enough in high school that I think that you know I can use it. Enough. Dude, I was called that the other
0: day, just like at. I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. And that camera's probably gonna go away any second. But yesterday we were at my granddaughter's oh, first yeah. birthday party. And um
1: she got tore up. She, she liked the lavender.
0: Man, she was chocolate wasted in a hurry. And I'm not kidding, man. That little girl, she tore that thing up, that cake. And uh the neighbor come out and he was just trashed as hell. Just just and just typical trash, right? And I'm not talking like just trashed. I'm saying this dude is trash, and he come out and did his thing. Of course, called me those names that start really? with an F. Yeah, and, and and homo and everything else. And these things come out, and people say these things. And it's like, why does everybody want to hurt each other? I don't understand this.
2: Dude, I've been asking that question too well, long, I think there's no answer. There is no
1: answer. I think for me, though, you know, like touching on what like, he was talking about, <clears throat> cancel culture and everything, I think you look at this stuff in the past, and it's like... You get new information, you change. It, it, it's like yeah. It's like if Cliff was still alive, I'd say he still wouldn't be. He wouldn't be saying that stuff. It was different. It wasn't, right, wasn't a homophobic right, yeah. thing. And I don't like. I don't. It was popular I don't, vernacular y- at the time. I don't use that word, right? I, because you know I have a lot of friends that that uh, have alternative lifestyles. Or yeah, whatever. And they find it offensive. So it's. Like, I don't want to hurt nobody. I right. you know it's just not a. There's a lot of words I don't use that. I used 30 years ago that right. I don't use now because there's new information exactly. there's a lot of things that we do um
0: I despise the word retarded and people around me use right. it all the time right. and I'm like guys come on it's you know there are people who deal with things on a daily basis that was handed to them you know and and they deal with this and you're basically saying something that hurts we don't need to we don't need to pick on people. And I didn't really want the show to go this direction.
1: I know I didn't. No, this. but it's, but I mean, it's like... We're in a bar talking, it, right? It, it, right.
0: But it's like, you know... And that's... To me, that's one of the things about music. And that was... The, the dude come out and goes, Oh, you're, you're cutting me off. I'm trying to sing basically Ozzy out here. And he was terrible at doing it. And I'm thinking, Ozzy doesn't like violence either, dude. Knock it off.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? Somebody was singing karaoke
0: and... He, was, he was so trashed. I mean, the dude come out and just... Just out of the house. He just wanted to hurt everybody and
1: I wonder if we know him. We'll have to talk off. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his name. Chris and I know a lot of junk, drunk belligerent motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> he just I know so many people that come up and say, Hey, yeah, blah 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 I'm like anymore. I'm just like, Who are you? I, I just I'm not rude about I'm like I don't right. I, I don't recognize faces yeah. anymore at all. Yeah. Like, schoolmate that's went up to O C B have a beer yeah. on Friday, yeah. just sitting out. Guy walks up. He's a Chris Crabtree. I'm like, fuck, who is this? And he he told me his name. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, If he hadn't said, it, I'd be like, yep. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But the whole cancel culture with Metallica, I just found it so farcical, so stupid. Because what they show are examples of guys yeah. being dumb. Yes, the Nazi salute is bad. Are yes. they Nazis? Yeah. No. Right. Being dumb. It's a joke. So, right. You can't. I think Bill Burr's touched on it. You can't. I can make fun of anybody anymore because they're all offended by it right like, right every joke is making fun of something oh yeah yeah the, well the in if, if the world with will
0: will smith if,
1: <laughs> so. well i don't know i got i got my own version of that i Fuck mean him. it's yeah. seriously yeah. Fucked. right right <laughs> i kind of i kind of respect what he did in a way so you yeah, know whatever he, he,
0: but the thing is though chris rock was just telling a joke mm-hmm. that's all it was
1: yeah but it's just a joke to you but it's different when you're standing there looking at somebody and it's not like she's got, she has a medical condition. It's not like it's something that, that she does on purpose. So, I mean, I kind
2: of, I can she that.
0: playing GI Jane? That's what I want to know. No, that's
2: <laughs> what the fuck, man. <laughs> it could have been done handled better. Versa break. Yeah, Dude, exactly. My wife has a disease. Please yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Chris Brock would be like, cool man, I won't do it again. Well, yeah. but I
1: think he already knew. I think that's the thing. They all know each other. It's, it, well, it, was, I, it was probably it was, all set yeah. up. Was fucking honestly.
2: laughing about it, right? <laughs> I mean, you look; he's fucking laughing. But, so, yeah. You know, Tell maybe you know do to you really think
1: about things. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. You got comedy, music. Yeah, it, you have the right to to be offended. You have the right to offend. It's like, but sometimes there's consequences to your actions, and yeah, I guess. sometimes you get bitch slapped. I, I, I guess. Mean, all right. What? Are you done now? Yeah, we're done. You mad because I tried to make a point? No,
0: I'm not. I'm not mad because you made a point. You, you
1: look, it's, you look upset.
0: We have to cut the
1: show it, he's off. Why? Him.
2: Can you? He's actually. You're finished going to him. edit
1: this down to like fucking ten minutes anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a lot more
0: of it's in there than you say. Is that camera still working? No, probably not. I don't know. It do might I need be, to push a button? Um, no. What's going to be great? I think when if you want to, you can. I, I'm not really quite ready to be
1: done. I'm not. Push done. the button. I'll get it.
2: Which button do I push?
1: Oh, God. Don't let Chris start pushing buttons. Yeah. There it is. All right.
2: Hey, welcome we're to back. All Walks of
1: We got, park, we got more. Hey, you want another one? No. Since we're going at it? No, I'm going to get chicken wings after this. <laughs> Are you You're going to get chicken wings? You got a problem with that?
0: I do. They're going to they go have a bone in them.
1: You like the bone. I
0: like the bone. It's not a chicken wing if it doesn't have a bone. Yeah, that's just a tender. It's a nugget.
1: There is no such thing as a boneless chicken wing. No, it's a nugget. It's, it is. it's
2: a piece of meat cut from the bone is what it is. <laughs>
1: Chris, you got any plans to play out live or anything again? Or is that, or are you done with that? Damn
2: haters would be the only thing I'd do live. But fucking drummers. Yeah, mm. I right. live in Cleveland. I hate drummers. <laughs> You're right. So that would be the only thing. I, just Playing live would either have to be cover tunes I can learn on my own and rehearse once. Yeah. Doing the thing that we did. It's too much work. You got to find people dedicated who yep. are willing to sacrifice. And yep. I got enough things I like to do. I don't, I don't want to sacrifice that time <laughs> to do it. <laughs> like, I'll do it. Um, my fee is $500 a gig, and you need to find me a roadie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't charge anybody to play music. I charge them to load my equipment. Yeah. yeah. Set up yeah. Tear down. I get,
2: fuck that. I, no, no. There's that- nothing fun about loading, load ins especially when you got to carry four by 12 upstairs because somebody booked the fucking show. Upstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's the last,
1: what's the last piece of music that you heard that uh, inspired you and, and made you want to, Hey man, I'd like to learn that or,
2: uh, um, it was probably Devin Townsend. Um, there hasn't been anything here lately that's really grabbed me. I mean, like, damn, that's fucking awesome. So it's probably something by Devin before he forgot how to write good music. Do you think we're
1: getting older? Do you think that uh, that because I can remember like when when the Black album come out, like I wanted to learn all those songs. And when and and when, (laughs) you know, I can remember when these different albums would come out and be like, man, I really I got to sit down. I got to get the tab for this. I got to learn how to play it. And is it because we've gotten older or is it because there's just not that much stuff that's coming out that we really care about? Learning or listening um, to, or anything that's yeah, inspiring that's us, that's like
2: tough. That. It, it, it's definitely the, it's just not inspiring. If I there's I, music that I love, but yeah. nothing that's
1: like, man, I gotta learn how to play that.
2: If I, if I learn a song, it's because I'm bored and just want to have something to keep the chops up. That's my primary reason I continue to play. Is I'm not gonna piss away 30 years of doing this, I'm just not. I, there's times I won't play for a month, but I'll go and pick up the guitar and sit here on the couch and yeah. noodle. My big thing's been diving into more and more music theory understanding you know scales and chord relationships hell i was talking to you probably last year but been at this for as long as i've been it's like dude did you realize that the c major scale and the a minor scale are the exact same fucking notes (laughs) and i never even bothered to look at it and realize that i was playing i was like what the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> how is that even possible? There's, we're all playing the
1: same 12 notes in the Western scale. Yep. And you can flip through the, 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 the radio station, listen to rock, metal, country, any of this shit, and it's the same fucking 12 notes, and it's just what somebody does with them. And it's exactly. mind-boggling. It, and and it is and, mind-
0: It's beautiful, really, when you think <clears throat> about
1: it. And, and even it's even more simple when you really think about drummers. They're all playing, especially when they're in 4-4, It's basically the same one, two beat, but it's the way that they do it. And it's the way they do it against these risks. How can you keep, how can you make a new song, man? It's how you put it all together.
0: And that's the beauty of being in a band and writing music, going through the processes. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's impossible in a lot of cases to be in a band and have a living that you go to work someplace else. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a struggle, and I th- I think we're getting close to that. I want to I wanted to touch on this too, really, because it was something I was thinking about. Mm. The, my the there's cat <laughs> my hair on my phone, there's <laughs> dog hair on my dog. fucking phone, right? The uh, the the music world is changing so much rapidly, where the MP3 has kind of come out and and dominated. You know, you can buy the one song, and in fact, the chorus is, the chorus is often in the front of the song now, just mm-hmm. to get you hooked. So that, that you can, you know,
2: th- that's corporate music. You're it, talking about, right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> and and it's like we're 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 coming to a stage where I think the big musicians are realizing, oh shit, things are changing, and it's I think it's harder for a band who's just getting started to make any kind of treadway. Oh my god. Well, you know, let's
2: face it this way. If you're looking to get signed, you get your 360 contracts. Yeah, which can be. Are you aware those can dive into all your income? Yes. Delivering pizzas, yeah, right. Can get a cut of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. I've I've got a friend. I won't say who it is. um, Can't do a clinic, you know, without making sure the other five members of the band get paid from that clinic. He can't sell drumsticks because the five members of the band need to get the, the proceeds from all that. Be,
2: all because the fucking record companies couldn't get off their ass and do something about right. file sharing. They exactly. wouldn't do anything. Fucking exactly, Apple is a streaming. How many fucking record yeah. companies have streaming services? How many of them did anything? None of yeah.
0: them Yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm not gonna share who this is, but we're talking big name bands, right? People who you would think are making a killing as a band. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just no, it doesn't work that way. They're just way. not getting anything. Right. Right. And, you know, Apple does their thing. I'm not picking on Apple. Spotify does their thing. Google play does their thing. And, and we're on those platforms with this podcast, but it's, it's one of them, them things where creatives and artists, you know, our livelihoods are kind of being taken away for the fact that this needs to happen and all that needs to happen. And, for musicians, playing live is the moneymaker still.
2: And now they get a cut of that.
0: Exactly. And they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And that's why you pay $100 a ticket to see somebody that's, that you shouldn't have to be paying $100 a ticket. And because
2: the, they did nothing about file sharing and copyright. It's exactly. Nothing. Exactly. And now the record companies, a lot of them understand they don't need record companies anymore. I mean... Yeah, you don't. I, I could... Do a full band minus vocals in my bedroom back there. Exactly. I mean.
0: Yeah, the technology's there where well, we can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's legit. Uh, my digital drums, I can Same. put an C- SD card in there and get whatever sound I want and then send you those files. You can do your thing to it. Paul could mm-hmm. do his thing to it. And next thing you know, we never even went into a studio and we're done.
2: Yep. You know how to do it. Man. I prefer to get together, though, and just jam out. Yeah, I do well, too. you're
0: very old school, and I I enjoy that too. And it's just technology has made things easier for the artist, and I think it's important. I think mm-hmm. it's I, I think it's well.
1: Exciting. Look what the guys did with the with the pandemic, and uh, you had all all these different videos. That, you know, you'd have two guys from Lamb of God, and a guy from Testament, and a guy from yeah. this other band. And they I just enjoyed put that. Together. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, those are good. I mean, who dreamed who 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 nobody nobody dreamed that we'd be doing that shit. In ninety two when we were just picking up uh-huh. they had the to make guitar. money.
2: They had to do something to get some revenue going. Right. Because and now they you, were, they weren't sell you can't sell records. Nobody's nobody wants to buy a whole fucking record anymore. That was right. bullshit. You know. I I mean
0: We've I, talked about that a lot too. That's yeah. that's the one thing that I miss quite a bit is the the album art
2: mm-hmm. has
0: kind of fallen aside because it's just not important.
2: I like
1: album art. It though. still is to me even and, uh, and I know I'm a dinosaur when it comes to that, but it's it'll always be a collection of 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 songs that'll never be just a yep. single and yep. that
2: single, but you know it's just there's a lot of good songs on. For those of you listening who like to just <laughs> go out and buy one song, you're doing yourself a disservice. Not exactly. Every, not every good song is yes. what's on the radio.
1: Yeah, you're hearing what somebody curated for you. Yeah. And there's a lot often time not always though. I mean sometimes there's. There's nothing yeah. else good on the record. Well, showing her I
0: mean, age here. I mean, you can go back to Warrant and think, "Cherry Pie" was their only success, and there was a lot of good tunes. Uncle
2: Tom's Cabin.
0: Exactly. There was a lot of good tunes on their on their album. All. Janie Lane
2: hated that song. Exactly. Because I understand he wrote it on a napkin because they wanted something, and he's yeah. like, "I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm known as a fucking Cherry Pie yeah. guy." And going, yeah, that well, helped propel
1: them you know, even well, farther, they
2: had some. They had a couple yeah.
1: couple of hits off the first record, but who yeah. was that?
0: I missed that. I was talking over you. Warren. Warrant, they had a couple of yeah, songs yeah, on the yeah. first
1: record. Well Heaven and uh, yeah, they used to play Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich on the yes. on MTV. Yeah. And there was another one that was kind of but you know heavier. go clear, clear go clear there.
0: back to Quiet Riot even and terrible band and come yeah. on feel
1: the noise Awful. you know a,
0: a Slade tune mm-hmm. it was like that that was the record exec saying hey throw this on there it'd be all
1: right and it was a huge know, it, was it was a success. But there were so many good
2: songs on that record. Yeah, was Metal there? Health is a good song. exactly is it. Is it Yes. I,
1: I, I, I like it. Quite I don't right. like
2: Now it. the second one was kind of a uh, had maybe a couple yeah. of ones. The third one Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Things were starting to fall apart, I think. Yeah. I mean just, I
1: seen him at the rodeo a couple of years ago, which is, you know, what four four years ago today maybe with uh but it was just uh, Kevin was already
0: dead, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: it was uh-huh. just the drummers last I remember. He's dead now. Too. He's dead. Yeah. Now, what yeah. was his name?
2: Frankie Benali. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Rudy's the only living member, original yeah. member. Yeah. Um, and he
1: didn't even play on the album, so.
2: Carlos, the, I don't know what happened to him. They got to replaced Randy. I don't either. Um, Carlos Cavazo, I think it was his yeah, name. Yeah,
1: Cavazio or Cavazo. Yeah.
2: That's another one. Think about it. Right. He had to fill those shoes. Yeah. And you think about Jake E. Lee, he had to fill Randy's shoes. Yeah. That crazy stuff yeah. that goes on. You're a little off the beat. But I don't I do think it.
1: anybody really, you, when you think of Randy Rhodes, you don't really think of Quiet Riot. So I don't think it was probably you as know. hard for him as it was somebody like Jake. or.
2: No. Right. If, if you watch the thing on Prime, as an L.A. bar band, it would be. You see that it's hard to fill them shoes. I got they you were know. huge. Were they really? Yes. They What's were. on
1: Prime? What, what are you talking about? It,
2: it's, it's, a, it's a Randy Rhodes documentary. Oh, really? Have to yeah. check it out. Yeah, he's cool. another
1: one. Like I'm just not. I just don't get. Like I'm not. Same. I understand that he's a big influence to to a lot of guitar players, yeah. and and he's great. And I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah. It's just I just don't. I just. I guess I don't know that just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know that he was, yeah, was God's status that he has in this influence. But. Well, I don't think
0: he was long for Ozzy either. I think he was probably on his way out of Ozzy. You know, I, I just
2: uh, Sharon would know. have fired him if he lived. Yep. yep. Sharon would have eventually yep. fired him if he so much has got any more star shine than yep. Ozzy. Yeah. Maybe, have but
1: you know, then you got to think though, too. I think that they were that Ozzy band was on equal footing. I think it's a lot like you look at Metallica. It's like Cliff was on equal footing. I think then I think it's different once they started getting other musicians and you see how they handled them. I think it's, it's more like Megadeth. It's, it's huh. honestly,
0: because it goes, goes the other direction. It's like, you know,
1: mega
2: Dave.
0: Yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave started that after the fact that he was out of another band. just like Ozzy was out of another band and things had to
1: evolve. And I, I don't know. I mean, I dig it. I don't know the way the way Ozzy talks about Randy and and how it really gave him the confidence to to do something. I don't think that I I think he was I think he he was as much as part
2: of Ozzy as Ozzy was. <laughs> In Jackson, we had Big Wheel. Big Wheel was the department yeah. store. Oh yeah, I love it. Awesome music yes, section. they did, and you I I can remember going there look, flipping through the vinyl. Remember looking at. Iron Maiden Killers, Peace of Mind, <laughs> seeing all this stuff. And it terrified me as a right, little kid. Right. Not realizing that I'm looking at what will soon become iconic rock and yes. roll heavy metal history. Yeah. I remember Cannibal Corpse's first album, <laughs> finding it in there. Death's really. first album, seeing all this stuff. Yeah. And that's where I, as a kid, I bought all my music from Big Wheel and Jackson. And they had just Everything. Every type of music I was into, they had. I, I spent every, as a kid, I spent every dime I had on music. I've still yep. got all my cassettes. I've still got all of them from when I bought, and all my CDs are shoved in that you know, entertainment thingamajiggy up there. But, yeah, as a kid going through and seeing that stuff, I can remember and just thinking, man, I sure wish I would have bought some of them vinyl, even though, you know.
1: Favorite album cover, without thinking about it. Oh, God.
2: Uh, um.
1: <laughs> that's it I the, artwork, the, the, artwork, the artwork you gotta what, I mean what what's I have to Johnson? think about it I don't know yeah without thinking if without he can't think thinking. about it yeah. how's
0: he gonna retrieve that information
1: shut the fuck up Mike <laughs> <laughs> you're, Steve talk, would, you're Steve talking about, like, about you know you're talking Steve about Maiden and some of these oh, other ones it, I mean they got uh, iconic it. album covers but what if, if you close your eyes right now and you think of an album cover what's the first killers one killers is
2: them? what's popping into my head and I don't even like that Iron Maiden album
1: but do you like the cover Yes. So there you go.
2: Because those, as those remember, like you, those are early Eddies. You know, killers. You get yeah, this. Yeah. Who
1: created that? Do you know who created Steve Eddie? Harris. Yeah. He drew that. Yeah. Probably. It yeah. was. It was
0: originally just a head on the wall behind the band as their mascot, so to speak. And they were trying to find a name, and you know, you go with the, the British pronunciation of Eddie. Eddie. It's like it's. It's. He's an Ed. He's just an Ed. <laughs> you know. So Eddie <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yes, That yeah. sounds
1: like fucking bullshit. I didn't make that up. Um yeah. all, the Iron, all the early Iron, <laughs> Iron Maiden album. Does covers. the same cat do do the covers though? Because there's somebody that does does the covers and they definitely uh, have a yeah, his name is slipping my mind. You know. There's
2: other things that comes to mind. Puss 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 I wonder
1: what he's doing right now. Man, that's like that's somebody artist. we've never talked about on the show. He's still Who's an artist. Puss, Puss head. He still yeah. does stuff. Yep. Um
2: he did stuff well, he did the Saint Bullshit out. <laughs> I like
1: the uh, cover of what is it? When, uh, How the gods kill? Ain't H.R. Geiger? Yes, uh, Danzig. Yeah, um, I'm a huge it. Geiger fan. Yeah, Geiger's pretty the, insane. Uh,
2: the Danzig. Bowl skull whatever it is on there that, that huge skull. oh off the off the the, yeah. the self titled or whatever yeah. that's a, that's a um, iconic but Master of Puppets is a really cool man that movie. is
1: a great cover that, that is really uh, yeah. is Rain f- and
2: Blood is another one that sticks out yes the Slayer it's basically like Satan on a throne in Hell right I don't right think
1: I've, I don't think I've ever seen that cover that is a good one Derek uh,
0: Derek Riggs is the artist how did you figure it out did you use Google Google <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, for Iron
0: Maiden, yeah,
1: Derek. Riggs. Oh,
2: Among the Living, oh, Anthrax. Yeah. Oh, yeah, got Randall like, Flag, yeah, yes, just standing yeah. out among the living. Yeah, it's, it's a good. It one. looks like
1: the tall man from uh, Phantasm to me.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be Randall Flag Is that the guy who plays the
1: tall man. No, that's who's a- Randall Flag.
2: That's Angus Scrimm. Randall know Flag is a sorcerer from Stephen King's It or Stand the Stand, but Randall transposes many albums in Stephen King's. Or many books in Stephen King's, but I think really? he originally comes from either Tears of the Dragon or Eyes of the Dragon. I can't remember. The one he did with Peter Straub. Eyes? Eyes of the Dragon, I think. And I think he I, was, I could be wrong. From the Eyes of the Dragon! <laughs> I think he was a sorcerer. That's what it sounds like to me. Really? I think he was. A s- <laughs> <laughs> or Jesus, Paul. can take you anywhere. <laughs> but anyway, it, it was, he's a, he started out, I think, as a sorcerer. I've never read these books, but he, he But goes, you're just going to tell us anyway? Yeah, I'm going to tell you anyway but he goes through but he's best known for being in the stand as well, that's interesting the, the, i didn't realize the that dude yeah
3: so
0: what what do you think of lagavulin
1: it's pretty good with some ice and some uh Drambu there but i like the sm- the smokiness i mm-hmm. like the burntness. yeah <laughs> the burntness. i do i really love that i just hate everything else i think else.
0: it's a i think it's a really underrated scotch i really do there's a lot of folks who understand the value of a good bottle of lagavulin Mm-hmm. And, and the 18-year-old's 18 18 year really good. I've never had anything older
2: than that I, from them. As I understand, once you start getting it, you, too people old, people could
1: take that you clip out and yes, yes. you get yes. canceled.
2: Now, are right. you a, a McAllen fanboy?
0: <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. I, I I got my first bottle of McAllen uh, probably about six months ago, and I was just really underwhelmed. I was.
2: I bought a bottle of 12 I to and like should have just bought some Jim Beam. Exactly. It was like, and then you it's like, all right. I'll give you an example, Paul. That's a 16. That's a 16. That's whiskey that's been in a barrel for 16 Yeah, years.
1: I understand how that works. I've yeah. been on a drinking show for quite some time. <laughs> drinking
2: show. We're an art
0: show. Who drinks?
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're we're a drinking show with an art problem. Right. A, a bottle of Macallan that's like a 15, or I think it's a 15. Oh, sorry. Um, it's 200 bucks. Yeah. It's asinine. They're yeah. 25 year. Is well, it's twenty five hundred dollars. That's stupid. It's ass. You get what you pay for. Uh, no, you no, you don't. don't. <laughs> you
1: don't. <laughs> that's why I say. He a made me drink whiskey. Glenfiddich, and I uh, thought it was pretty good. Hey, oh, somebody pretty... mentioned there's. Do you know there's a distiller in Athens? Yeah, probably whiskey.
0: I'd say so. Yeah. they're no, uh, um, everywhere nowadays. It's like the new ah, thing. Uh, Everybody wants to be a drunk. Mary,
1: <laughs> my friend Mary posted about it, and there was a small batch. Um. I forget what it was called, from Athens. She said it was really good. I, like, I really want to try it.
2: Yeah. I want to get a bottle of Blanton's. Can't yeah. find it anywhere. It's such yeah. good bourbon. Oh, it's so good. Now, you're a wild turkey guy, aren't you? I like wild turkey quite he, a bit, which sick. is
0: kind of oddball because people are like, why? Why? And it's like, it's such a go-to good, consistent bourbon to I like to that Glenfiddich
2: you it's had me drink. So yeah. r- I always thought it was really rough. It is very rough. It's a, like, it, it just hurts to drink. I never could get into it. Well, yeah. hell, when we went... When he and I did the the bourbon trail, I came back with a shit ton of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it I didn't really care for. I finished yeah. everything but one. It was Copper Fox, and it was an American Scotch. It was a single malt really? whiskey. It wasn't Scotch. It was right, single right. malt. I was like, I got to get this. It,
0: now see, Paul brought back Angel's Envy, and I really wanted I, to love it. I, I
2: didn't care yeah, for like it. That, I didn't either. That, I didn't care no, for it. No, but that...
1: that uh, Thirteen years that I had, yeah. I but you know, for
0: the for the price, though, it just seemed like I thought it was. It, good. It's the McAllen of bourbon. <laughs> oh, I
2: thought it was good. Anyway, that Copper Fox was hideous. It was disgusting. Was it? The sink drank it. Let's just put that. Oh away. wow, it was so bad. That's awful. Never done that with anything but this one. I tried three times. I tried. I was like, this stuff is gross. Wow, it was just not good. It was like a rye single malt. And it yeah. Was,
0: <laughs> Did you know the story behind Drambuie? Uh, why? Why it is what it is? And no, I
2: don't. I
0: don't. So, you should just said yes. Uh, I don't want to uh, just say yes. Shut up. It's fun though. So <laughs> when uh, when Bonnie Prince Charlie was uh, in uh, Scotland, and come <laughs> on, Paul, and uh, during the Civil War between them and England, uh, they they were going to kill him, right? So they got him out of uh, Scotland so he could hide and all that stuff. And Drambuie is actually the family recipe of the Stuart family. Uh, that dates back predates even the date that's on the bottle when it started, <laughs> wow. and when Drambuy started when when uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie came back to Scotland out of exile, he gave that to the people of Scotland as a gift for their hospitality of getting him out and taking care of him and, and basically uh, nice. saving his life, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of the idea of drambuie. That's And what is it? It,
1: But you always mix it with stuff. It's It's not scotch.
2: It's scotch, honey, and herbs. Yep. Herbs. Herbs. Yep. The H is silent. Herbs. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. I'd say over there it's herbs. Herbs. It's an ed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's it's, a mixture. It's not.
1: It's a what's it called? Yeah. Yeah. Drambuie. Drambuie. But but when you got something that's a concoction like that, what you call it? Rusty nail.
2: A cocktail. (laughs) what's bad is a rusty nail (laughs) when you mix drambuie with bourbon or scotch i think but drambuie
1: on its own it's not a whiskey it's a what it's a rusty spike with bourbon with bourbon
2: okay um it's a liqueur that's because it's thick yeah it's it's still
0: still very strong i mean it's got i can't remember i want to say it's it's 40 percent. is it i can't see i
2: think so
0: yeah it's 40 percent. so it's still i mean it's still 80 proof Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 going to put you on your ass. You can drink it by itself.
1: My favorite mix like that is at uh, 43.
0: Yeah. Well, that one we made was, uh, I actually enjoyed it. I'm going to try to remember what it was, but it was Bonnie Prince Charlie's Butterscotch Iced Coffee. That's what it was. Huh. And it, I made it that long name so I can remember how to make it. It's actually drambuie, Butterscotch Schnapps and uh,
1: Kahlua. Oh, yeah. I liked it. With I? cream. Mm, yeah, I did.
0: Yeah. It was actually
1: really good. Believe it or not, so Paul, we gotta have that ice cream thing that I make on the yeah, show. Yeah, we we are we
0: are reaching like uh, Rogan level time here. Just
1: split us up into two shows, and then I might,
0: one. but I I don't want to. I gotta piss. Of course you do,
1: Chris. We- you got anything that you want to <laughs> say as we sign off? No, this
2: has been fun. Thank you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah you really sound really like it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been a great time. When when fuck did I I I I ever, ever not <laughs> sounded like that. You I, see all my photos. Yeah, you know,
2: I purposely do that. I want to look miserable in my photos. Why well, you
1: achieving your your <laughs> your achieving your your goal,
0: bud? I I enjoy it. I
2: really do. I, did. I, I uh, did you? we've
0: I've we've been around together. We've we've you know we've been places. Together. Would
1: you stop Jeez. touching my stop hand? Stop giving I don't like sitting this cuz you don't, no, no, no
0: Anyway. Pussy. God darn man. Pussy. <laughs> 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 Paul, do you got anything to add? No, it's just I been, didn't ask you right to say to you. I didn't hey, want to talk. Get the, I really we didn't, didn't
1: get the dog on tape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure. Yeah, where is he?
2: You have a
0: nice tone there. That was nice. That was really good.
2: Where is he? He's over he, by the door. He's
0: looking at us like, what the if hell? Please, he's
2: over there going, please stop. You yeah. oh, guys, <laughs> you have no idea what you're saying. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> One of you sons of bitches took my ball. <laughs> Come
3: here.
0: He's a good boy. All right, Paul. I got nothing left. Chris, it was a fabulous time. We really enjoyed drinking, Lagavulin with you and talking. Thank you. All things art.
1: Let's get these cameras picked and, up for uh, the dog knocks them over. Uh, uh-huh. I, I don't care.
0: I could buy. It give me a reason to buy a new one, wouldn't it? Yes. There um, we go. So, yeah.
1: All right. May, so your drink... may your drinks be thirsty and your muse tasty.
0: What? <laughs> That's not what it is.
1: May your drinks be thirsty.
0: No, you got me doing it now. Be wet. <laughs>
1: may, may... <laughs> yeah. What is it? You My flavor
0: is probably off.
1: What is it? May
0: your drinks be wet, tasty, and your. Thursday.
1: God damn you motherfucker. <laughs> hey uh I fuck yourself. And I do mean it. All right. Thirsty. Okay, Thursday.
0: Rapid fire. It's always it's always a pleasure to have you ruin the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, how's your little single shots going without me? I bet no, it's God terrible. It. I'll never so listen to it. I know. Yeah. That's what she said. It was
0: it was the week before this episode. Oh, I know, so no, no if, one's listening. If you're listening now and you're thinking, oh thank God he's back with people. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm Mike Worth. I'm all alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning it off. I need now. more content. I'm turning it off now. <laughs> all right, thanks, Chris. Fuck thanks you. for us. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank yeah, you.
0: you thanks, Kylo. <laughs> that was Damn, That was a good one. All
1: right, later, see you guys. Good boy.